0: I'm Ashley Baxter, the founder of With Jack, and after so many years helping freelancers stay in business, I'm no stranger to the kinds of problems you face. But freelancing doesn't mean having to face these problems alone. In a lot of these situations, there is help available. I'd like to share these stories with you so that you can be a confident freelancer. I read an interesting thread on Reddit from a freelancer asking how you can reduce liabilities. And having looked through our past few claims with Jack, I have a couple of suggestions. Now, I've omitted the obvious ones like having a contract and getting insured because after like 50 odd episodes, we've done those to death. But if you are freelancing without a contract or insurance, good luck. So the first thing you can do to reduce your liability is to have written processes. Now some freelancers, like designers, are more exposed to claims of copyright infringement than others. Um, However, all freelancers are at some risk. Now this wasn't a With Jack customer, but we do know of a freelancer who was sued for copyright infringement of a free privacy policy generator. That's right, they failed to reference the generator's website, which was a stipulation of the licensing agreement. There are companies out there that invest a lot of resources into pursuing claims like this, so it's very important to have processes in place to ensure that you have the correct licenses for third-party content like fonts and images, music, and yes, even privacy policy generators. Now whilst having a written process may seem overkill for a freelancer. It, it doesn't have to be complex. It can be something very simple like a document that outlines the resources you commonly use to grab images video, and own fonts from and then even categorize them like here are royalty-free resources, here are creative commons resources. And then alongside that have a a sentence of what each licensing agreement means so you know that if you use an image with a Creative Commons license, you must give credit to the creator. And this document can then be something that you refer to when working on client projects or even share with clients so that you can keep everybody on the right side of copyright laws. We've had quite a few copyright infringement claims with Jack and some of them have been um, accusations of creating logos or designs with a likeness to an existing design. But a few of them have been where the freelancer has accidentally used third-party assets like images without the correct license. So it is very, very easy to overlook these things if you don't have These processes in place if you don't have these things in mind. Generally, these types of claims are fairly small, eh, only a few thousand pounds, but that's still a big hit to take when you could have simply attributed somebody for their work or bought a license for £50. The second way to reduce your liability is to document everything. Now I learned this the hard way when I was a freelance photographer. I'd done a job and the client wasn't happy that I didn't get some of the photos they wanted but In my defence, during our pre-shoot meeting a few weeks prior, they'd actually said that they didn't want those photos. However, it was very hard for me to highlight this because it was a face-to-face meeting and nothing was recorded, nothing was in writing and it was a case of, well, he said, she said. So going forward, I changed my processes to reduce the risk of that happening. I'd send clients a form to fill in about the shoot and I would collect as much information about what they wanted and what they didn't want in writing and this made it easier if a client queried why a photo wasn't included, I could then reference the form that they'd filled in to show that it wasn't something they said they wanted. It's not just the the job spec or details around the project that should be documented, all Client communication, sign off and work, like designs, copy, etc. In fact, some of our policies, uh, depending on what it is you do, um, actually require that that's a stipulation of getting insured. Having all of that stuff documented will do you a world of good if a client ever starts to grumble about your work um, because then it's a case of referencing something that they've said or agreed to or showing that they signed off on the work which illustrates that you've done your job and hopefully puts the situation to bed. If things do escalate and the client asks you to get on a call with them, don't be afraid to say, please, Can you put any concerns about the project in writing to me? Because, again, on a call, it's difficult to reference if you end up having to get the insurer involved. And if you're put on the spot, you might say or agree to something that isn't in your best interests. Whether the situation becomes something that your insurer can help with or is something you decide to pursue yourself through small claims court, you're going to need to gather evidence to support yourself. And obviously, if you have insurance, it would be the legal experts that negotiate for you, but they're going to need that evidence too. And that's why it's so important to document everything throughout the project. In our last episode, which I highly, highly recommend you listen to, um, episode number 48, Having a Law Firm on Retainer, we heard from David, who was preparing to go through small claims court to recover an unpaid invoice, and one of the pieces of advice he gave was to document everything to show that you've done the work, to show that there was an agreement in place, to show there was a good relationship. If you can show the client, hold on a second, that was something you agreed to or asked for. If you can show that you've adhered to everything and it's in black and white, it will be difficult for them to argue with that. And it's very unlikely the situation will go much further. If it does go further, well, that's why you have insurance in place. Or you should have insurance. So to recap... I didn't cover contracts and insurance in detail because we have covered plenty in past episodes, but those things help to manage problems that do arise. There are industries that invest a lot into pursuing copyright claims, so be mindful of this when using third-party assets. Have a written process in place to check whether you need permission to use third-party content and what that permission looks like. For example, if it's a Creative Commons license, make sure you're attributing the creator. I'd suggest a document that lists the resources you often use for images, video, music, and so on, and then categorise the resources by licences. Refer to this document on client projects and even share it with clients, colleagues if you have them, employees and interns. Document. Everything, the job's big, details around the project, all client communication, make sure you have confirmation of clients signing off on work. If clients ask to have a call about anything they're unhappy with, ask them to put it in writing instead. And if things do escalate via Small Claims court or your business insurance, you'll need to gather evidence to defend yourself. And this is why it's important to document everything throughout the project. That and the fact that if you can show that you've adhered to everything in black and white it will be difficult for the client to argue with that and it's unlikely the situation will go much further. I'm Ashley the founder of With Jack. Thank you for listening to Unsure Insure. If you enjoyed the episode and you did learn something new then tell a friend and leave a review.